every time you take something like Fabimo um, DMT or mushrooms um, or yeah, LSD. continue to list all the drugs you take. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boise's Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Jacob. And I'm Christian. <laughs> and this is episode five, correct? I think so. I thought, we gonna, I thought we were going to stop keeping count. It's too, it's it's too late. We're in single digits. Right, so enough. we might as well count while we can. Yeah. Anyway, this is episode five of the Boise's Podcast. We hope everyone had a wonderful past week. We didn't get to come out with an episode last weekend because Christian got sick. I wasn't sick. You said he was sick. No, he had something he had to do. Oh. Donnie, yeah, that sick. sounded so suspicious. <laughs> That's something... Um, he doesn't tell me anything. I don't know what he was doing down there. And then Donnie had a babysit. So... No, no. Donnie had to literally sit on a baby, just to clarify. Why would he have to do that? Because <laughs> right, he's doing paid. Oh, well, that's weird. Well, anyways, he'll be back next week, and this is... I'm not going to say it's verified, because I've done that in the last two ones, and he's still not here. He so, got a new job. Yeah, he got a new job. In fact, let's hear it for Donnie. Yeah. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Christian's never proud of anyone. Uh, that's not true. I was proud of Dulé Hill in Season 8 of Psych. Also, everybody... Well, season uh, 8 specifically, because it was the end. Christian's oh. dad made Jacob's bed for him. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I come home and like it's not my fault you don't make your bed. He was in the military. It doesn't they didn't matter. make their beds in the morning. It doesn't matter to it. It's he, just to, I mean you know it's why would you walk in there in the first place? Jacob's room. He was well, he hung the door. He up. hung the door up. Yeah, but, but why would he hang the door up and just look at his bed and say, "Oh, that needs to be fixed." Because <laughs> that military training taught him to make beds. I guess so. It's still kind of weird to walk in on. No, it's weird that you don't make your beds in the morning. You don't and make your bed. Yeah, it's made right now. You want to see it? No. Okay. Cause it's made. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Anyway, also, guys, we're also on another platform. We're on Overcast. What is that? I don't know, but thanks, Overcast. So you can go download that app and listen to us there, or you can go to overcast.fm and search the Boise's Podcast, and you'll find us that way. The F also, stands for fuck you. Oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was a good short week on Overcast. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. We uh, appreciate it, Overcast. Also, something cool that we're going to do, and this is new, we're going to, we love sports, and we don't really want to talk about sports that much on this podcast because we know people probably wouldn't be interested in it. So, because of that, we're going to make a new podcast, and it's just going to be all about sports. So it's going to be bi-weekly. We really don't know how it's going to work yet, and I don't even know when the first episode's going to come out. But we're working on that right now for everyone that loves sports, I guess. Yeah, and additionally, um, if there's enough interest out there, I've been thinking about making a bridge exclusive oh, podcast. We can um, do a small segment on the sports. No, 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 no. The thing bridge. is, is no one cares about basketball and football. The it's people want to hear about bridge. How, what, so, would a bridge what would that even yeah. sound like? It would be me talking. It's a podcast. About bridge. About bridge. Well, there's not much to talk so, about. Uh, excuse you, <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> there's not that much to talk about. Uh, if you want to hear a bridge podcast, hashtag bridge. <laughs> Louis Sackar is the greatest bridge yeah. player. Ever. Louis Sackar is a mediocre human being and a worse bridge player. <laughs> oh my god! That man wrote holes. Yeah. No, How can you say that? He wrote a, a story about digging. <laughs> it, it had you want to talk about the least 
It was much more creative than thing anyone's ever done. It was, it was a story. Much more than yeah. It was a story it's about, about finding yourself. They had himself. shovels and they dug holes. Did you that say finding yourself? Yeah, we did. So did I. Because that's what oh, it's about. Cool. It's oh, a, your... The holes are a metaphor for life. Oh, yeah, because you keep digging and you there's know, nothing there. No, just if, like life. If you dig yourself in a rut, you can get yourself yeah. out. All you need is a little uneducated little gimp to help you, and that's all you need. <laughs> well, what? What? sorry, well, we not read the same book, I guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> think, I think you're getting it confused with parts of. Uh, no, I think I'm getting it confused with the 1972 porno hole. <laughs> Instead, uh, oh, or the uh, 1975 sequel to that holes. Yeah, yeah, but with like. The, the S is a dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like taking, like the L and everything looks like all distorted, so it looks like it says hose. I think you just wrote a porno. Um, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you uh, like if you would like to yeah, listen not to me, and you. No, yeah, you shut up. If you would like to listen to a bridge podcast, please reach out to Alan Evans and let me know through him because you can't talk to me. I'm not going to give you applications for a porno. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the bridge podcast. Oh, if oh. they want to hear with the Bridge podcast, then they should let you know, and you'll let me know, and we'll have a. <laughs> at a minimum, we'll have Bridge segments. Maybe we can make a porno about, about Bridge. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that sounds sexy. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> no. And it's not even about. Oh humans, no! It's about the cards, like you they're just like animals. My queen. Does that uh, sound sexy? No, it doesn't. Ah, We're shit. Just gonna, like, oh no! You know what? Oh, checkmate. That's, that's, that's not rich. What about what about a double strip throw and squeeze? Oh, you just double strip throw and what? squeeze me. Is that a thing? That's a real thing. It sounds like a Swiffer product. Oh, you just double squeezed me, baby. <laughs> oh, anyway, guys, this week is the week. We've been hinting at it for weeks, and now it is happening. Could you have said weeks more in that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fifth episode, which means one thing. It means that we have a guest. And here he is. Christian! What? You're interrupting this about our guest. Yeah, we're trying we gotta, to inter- introduce him right now. And yeah, you're, you're, you're being disrespectful. We have a guest? Yes, we have a guest. Who? And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Spotsville, Kentucky. It's Sam Phillips! I can't get in the door. Why is he at the front door? It's not I, it. I thought you fixed the door. I thought you fixed the door. Yeah. I thought you fucking do shit. I don't have a whole day to Hey everybody, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're back. So uh, Sam finally got in the door, and he is here with us. Sam, hello. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How's everybody else doing? 
Chris <laughs> <laughs> should just look at you like amateur. Who invited Sam to my house? I want to tell everybody our audio sounds real off today, so we are anything but professional. Uh, I'm very professional. I have my polo on. And you're wearing Star Wars pajamas. Again, this is the second week you've done this. Anyway, Sam, hello. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself. What do you do? Well, my name's Sam. Um, don't do a whole lot of anything, really. Uh, just kind of guy. Fit in perfectly. Like, what do I talk about? My hobbies? Yeah, well, tell us your hobbies. Hobbies, huh? Well, we want to hear your hobbies. Tell us as if you're auditioning for that porno that we're going to make about Bridge. <laughs> the porno about Bridge? Yeah. Uh, no, also for being the camera guy with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, in production. My hobbies include I'm kind of a mushroom cultivist, uh, enjoy doing some art on the side, you know? Then you're going to like a topic that we have later. All right. Is it drugs? It is. A, it, it pertains to a certain type of drug, oh. but we'll talk about it when we get there. Oh, I bet it. You know what I bet it is? Xanax. Oh yeah, definitely. What yeah. Are, are you a mother? <laughs> <laughs> Xanax. Go to. <laughs> what? Well, you just said that like you're like that's a hardcore drug or something. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get no, into the first topic. Huh? Me, me and Alan go way back. Uh, Christian and Jacob, I hate the both of them. So, yeah, one incident where we show up at your workplace. So we got to tell how. You. So Sam actually has known us for about two years. I've known you guys for about two years, yeah. right? Sure. Technically, you Te- and Jacob. Get off your phone. He's on. He's doing it again, folks. No one wants to hear me talk. He's back on it. People like to hear me text. Anyway, we Sam messaged us on Snapchat, and Christian and Jacob confronted him. Yeah, we did. He he called he out was, my cardigan. He was, was being like, a bitch in our defense. How long ago was this again? That's about two years. Two it's been years. a while. Yeah. I think it's been longer than that. That's right. Yeah. Back when yeah. I worked yeah. at the paint store. Yeah. So then one day at lunch, we drove to the paint store and confronted you, and you're just so nice. <laughs> like, you everybody, can't... Everybody says I'm a dick. Yeah, you have a very different recollection than I do. I remember, like... Guns and knives, yeah, and, and the Sherwin Williams, yeah. Everyone knows the great Sherwin Williams massacre of 2017. Oh, yeah. 18. 18. I don't remember. It was a while ago. And then we point being, we won that fucking turf war, and we claimed this land for our ancestors. And then a few months after that, we ran into each other at McDonald's drive-through. I was there, indeed. To yeah. which Jacob was very drunk. Yeah, and I was probably high as balls. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and then uh, Sam proceeded to stick a bottle of uh, rum <laughs> out the window. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Sam, Jacob's drunk." Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Dave Matthews Band was playing in the background, so that happened that night. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, here's a good first copy that I wanted to bring up to you guys because this is just so stupid. So last week... Stop looking at the cheat sheet, you cheater. I can't read. You think I can read that? I don't know. I think you have cataracts, don't you? Probably not. He does not have cataracts. You're, let me what see. are you, a 15-year-old dog? That's <laughs> 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 so sad. Sorry to all the dog lovers out there. Uh, I mean, well, Sorry to our I'm sponsorship. Yeah. We're not going to get anymore. Oh, I can go hang out with Coca-Cola. Did you guys really go to the high school named Henderson City High? Was that what it was called? Sam. Uh, Sam, we are not that much older than you. Sam. If you went to a high Henderson school. Henderson City High closed in like 75. <laughs> oh, I thought it was okay. like 54. No, no. 
It like closed like it murdered yeah, seventy five. No, no. <laughs> what high school were you thinking? <laughs> you went to you went to elementary school with my brother. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not that much. Hey, my brother. <laughs> Listen. Oh right, our brothers went to school together. Yeah, they the same age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gullible. Because my brother used to like your sister. I do like Mason and Mallory. Yeah. Mason and I, shout out to uh, to your to your sister and your brother. They're twins. And for all of those who don't know, Jake and I are actually related. Yeah. Fish. We're like, yeah. we're cousins in law. Yeah, we're cousins by marriage. Second, second cousins by second. marriage. And I actually have his great, is it your, great, my great grandfather's watch. You have, you have it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It was passed down to me. Passed <laughs> down to me. Now, I have no relation to that man. Uh, however, I don his watch. Because your your stepdad is yeah. my great uncle. What is this? Why is he doing that? I don't know. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you telling a story about a watch? Anyway. It's a good it's, story. Let's get off this. Donald Trump said last week. Oh, week, what a terrible decision this is. <laughs> no, listen. It, it's not what you think it is. He said that uh, there are military officials that brought a Bible to Washington's National Cathedral to be blessed for swearing-in ceremonies of Space Force officers. What? <laughs> we went from just politics to politics and religion. Yeah. <laughs> we're hitting all the high notes. <laughs> I mean, yes. All the Might as well just talk about abortion while we're at it. <laughs> no, this takes it into to Space Force as yeah, a whole. Yeah, so they're right. actually taking it this, this far as so they're going to have this... I mean, because a Bible is like... In, I mean, the president swears in on a Bible. I mean, with yeah. all these things in the United States, the Bible is, you know, the key to, to start all of it. They don't so have to swear in. No, the president swear. doesn't have to swear in. On well, it's just envisioned. It's yeah, a yeah. symbol. I mean, of it. There so, are several the senators and pinnacle of giving oath. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, but the thing is, is that they... I'm sure you could, in the space world, you could swear... Well, no, I'm just saying, like, senators and congresspeople have sworn yeah. in on, like, the Quran. Yeah. LBJ's. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's just because it's a symbol, and they've blessed it, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. That, they, that they want to use it for that. So, like, I, I've tried to get in my mind what, like, Space Force is going to be, <laughs> but, like, who are we going to fight? Well, have you ever seen uh, Spaceballs? It's kind of like this. Oh, okay. Kind of like yeah. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to come trust you. Maybe with like a dash of galaxy well, like, quest. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if you shoot something in space, right, it's just going to keep going until it hits something. No, right? no, 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 no. So I, I, this is a common misconception. Space is actually flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So. <laughs> so what will happen is it will stop, when it rebound the off the end of space, and bounce back at you. It's like a mirror. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. For all those who don't know how space works, um, I do have a bit of a background in astrophysics. Oh. Look what you did. Like, that's not me. I, just, I didn't bring up the fact that I'm a published author or anything. <laughs> I just I brought something about Space Force. That's yeah. why I'm saying. I don't... Who are we fighting? That's uh, my question. Is who, I mean, well, considering Space Force is an American thing, we're fighting other countries in space. Oh, so, which sounds so meanwhile awful. in America, while we're doing this, Flint, Michigan doesn't have clean water. What do you need water for? There's no water in space. That's why we're going to space. Yeah, yeah to, to, to harvest get all water. the water from yes. the moon. From the moon, the moon water. <laughs> it's gonna be like what what oil is on Earth. Yeah, it's gonna be water in space. There is water on some of Jupiter's moons. Yeah, Europa, uh, yeah. Io. In Europa, Europa? Io. Io is the volcanic one, isn't it? I thought you're uh, probably. Oh, we're nerds. No, well, you're a nerd. You're a nerd. I'm not a nerd. You have a shirt that says I'm a nerd. No, I don't. It says that's, it's, it's that's a pretty cool blockbuster shirt. <laughs> okay, that's the same thing as I'm a nerd. <laughs> I have a blockbuster shirt on. Listen, it looks nice. Anyway, but I think what Space Force actually is is like 
missile, not missile, uh, satellite defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. For just trying to intercept it's, missiles. On yeah, their way it's work in. that the military no, does. No, but they're spinning it <laughs> no, off. No, it's not. It. No, it's but about I'm, fighting intergalactic forces. That's that what I are, hope it secretly is. I'm not gonna lie. No, it is. Yeah. You, try to you get mad at me for doing anything on the podcast, and you open a coke and make more noise than I made. Oh, I'm podcast. sorry, not eating a full head of fucking cabbage. <laughs> uh, first off, it was lettuce. Ca- eating cabbage would be gross. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's not. I'm gonna go get lettuce. Don't. No, please, please don't. don't. We don't. We don't want that. Sam, if you were drafted. The Space Force. Mm-hmm. What uh, what planet would you be stationed on? Planet. Yes. Well, obviously that they were gonna have them on each on each planet, right? Yeah, right. obviously. Given the accurate climates that they have, say really far away, it's really fucking cold, and really close to the sun, it's gonna be really fucking hot. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably this one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. A, that's a good answer. Where'd you go? I mean, I don't know, a moon of Jupiter or something. I asked Donnie. He, you said, know what he planet. said planet. Well, I mean, I want somewhere I'll be able to maybe survive on. Some Mars, I guess, if we if we're sticking with strictly planet. Okay. Go I'm ahead, call man. you rover. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I want to go to Mars too. Can we shack up? Yeah, we can shack up. We can be like uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> what? That's weird. What, saying shack uh, up? What did Doggy say? Y'all are already shacking up, aren't you? No, he's shacking up with yeah. Christian. Yeah, this yeah. is my house. He's a shacker. It's a mm, shacker. Shagger. It's two G's. Mick Jagger? Shacker. Mick Jagger. What a guy. Yeah, he's gross. So Donnie said that he wants to go to... The moon. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'll let planet. you guys figure that one out at home. My favorite <laughs> planet, the moon. Yeah, you know. We've never been to the moon before, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a giant conspiracy theory. I don't think it's yeah. accurate. Like, Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing? Of course he did. In a warehouse. He didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Um, oh, Stanley can Kubrick. I not pick what planet I'd like to yeah, be on? What? Everyone else got to pick their... You even had Donnie pick a fucking planet. <laughs> Donnie had to show up to the podcast in five weeks. <laughs> no, he hasn't shown up in two weeks. Three weeks. He hasn't shown up to the last three podcasts. Yeah. He hasn't been at my house in... Two months. No, he came over a couple weeks ago, remember? Oh, yeah. I was really yeah. glad when he left. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, if you're listening to this, we love you. Donnie, 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 Donnie. Say and tell Donnie you love him. I like Donnie. He's a good guy. Didn't Same. he just say he was a piece of shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Donnie. Yeah. Hey, Amanda wants Donnie to come back, actually. Yeah, um, Donnie is Amanda's favorite person on the show. Yeah. And uh, we can have Donnie play trumpet for us. Yes, we can. Yes. Donnie's actual favorite song is Trumpets by Jason Derulo. Oh, well, yeah? In fact. In the trumpets they go, what, 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 All right. Yeah, so uh, next thing I want to talk to you guys about. I picked Neptune. Okay. You waited Why until Neptune? that second to tell me what it, uh, what you want. Why Neptune? It's, King not, of, it's not a solid. So the King can, of the Oceans? So you can hold a trident. Yeah, I guess. Thank you. As you <laughs> he understands. There you go. I mean, I'm sorry. I overlooked that. Actually, what kind of drinks you got? We got water. Yeah, we have water. Alan just drank the last Coke. We have Diet Mountain Dew. I'm sorry. We have Diet Mountain Dew. We have um, we have that we have that flat. No, sorry, guys, we're taking a uh, a break at Christian Soda Shop. We have uh, beer. Yeah, we have beer. 
No. We have Blue Moon. We have a stout. I think Blue Moon, please. Blue Moon. Meanwhile, since, uh, since Johnny's not here, we have yeah. to someone drinks. Some well, drink. we can have our guests relax and yeah. sit back. Enjoy well, we nice. like to get our guests drunk so that they're the prime. Uh, Enjoy a nice Blue Moon beer. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say we like to get them drunk just in case we get kicked off because we're already going to get kicked off of Overcast. <laughs> so I guess that one lasted about a good two seconds. I may hit the Swedish steam room downstairs here in a minute. The Swedish <laughs> steam room? Yeah. What is that? The steam room where you let the boys hang. Oh, here? The studio? <laughs> yeah, and not, not the podcast boys. The personal boys. Oh, we're talking about Baron von Steuben uh, boys. Yeah. Anyway, who doesn't know that, look them up. I'm not going to spell it. Are we still it. podcasting? Yeah, yes. we're podcasting. Huh. We're taking on to the next topic. We're taking a sponsor break from our nice sponsors at Blue Moon. <laughs> this has gone off the rail real quick, hasn't it? The lovely Blue Moon. Next topic here. Right. Last night, Riley and I watched a documentary, and it was called No No. Oh, it's sorry. it's a pretty old documentary. Well, not pretty old. It came out in 2014, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Yeah. Fuck you. It came out in 2014. It's about Doc Ellis, and he's a baseball pitcher, pitched for the Pirates, and the whole thing is like documenting his life because his life was crazy, and it also includes the fact that he threw a no hitter while high on LSD. So it's like one of the most impressive feats in baseball history. Well, I like have written down some of the things that he talked about that he saw or what was going on. Was while he was why don't you it. describe what you remember from your acid trip, Jacob? I never had an acid trip. Oh, okay. Uh, so Doc Ellis said that when he before like there was like a couple days before he was supposed to pitch in a game in San Diego against the Padres. So on his way to San Diego, he took some LSD, and he took a lot of it, because he said he knew when it would kick in and it would kick in around Los Angeles. Well, it did, and when he got to San Diego, he stayed at someone's house, and he woke up two days later. <laughs> so he woke up, and the woman was like, you have to pitch today. So he got up, took more LSD, and he went to the stadium, and when he got there, a woman came up to him and gave him these things called Dexamol. Or the green pill, I think that's how it's how it's spelled. What is it, Sam? Not sure. Never taken it. But you know what I'm talking about. You know, you probably know it as green pill. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, it gives him more focus and adrenaline. I guess is what it did because. Uh, oh, cocaine. No, when I looked it up, they said that, it, that the pill itself was uh, the equivalent of 15 cups of coffee. Okay. So he took like four or five of these. Oh yeah. And then uh, the woman gave him more supplements, uh, and he took it again. And then he went out to go pitch. And he said that when he went out, there was like a mist on the field, and it stayed there the entire game. And it would intensify as the game went on, and it would change colors. Mm -hmm. So it would make things in the background look wavy. He said he never even saw any of the batters. Uh, he could only tell if they were on the left or the right. And the catcher had to put tape on his fingers so Doc could see what the sign would be. And he said that he felt the energy from the other people who were on the field. Yeah. Because they, he felt like they knew that he was high, and they just didn't know what he was high on, so everyone was trying to figure it out. So he was really paranoid. So he was just getting rid of the ball quickly. So, and, I mean, he did walk some people, but, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it's no hitter. Yeah. Throwing a hitter while high on LSD. Especially while you're high on LSD. So, like, I was just like, I've never fucking done LSD. <laughs> Sam, I'll edit this out if I have to. Can you talk about LSD? I can, I can. All right. Um, what is? Can you? Do you have a story that's like uh, anywhere near what Doc Ellis's 
was. Me, guys, and I brought this up in this podcast because Sam is like my only friend who's delved into that side of... Psychedelia. Yeah. See, Christian Jacob and I are here, little church boys, uh, and Christian, the only thing that he's done is drunk a beer. Uh, yeah. Jacob's took Tylenol before, <laughs> so... Living dangerously that night. Sam, uh, if you have a story of when you were on LSD or something, just, what was it? What was it? And, like, what did you see <laughs> in things? Well, let's see. I have taken LSD probably four times before. And each time it's been one hell of a trip in its own unique way. Where'd you go? Uh, somewhere else other than here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I joined Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> Were you stationed on a planet of Earth or on Neptune? So uh, probably one of the most notable experiences was I would convince myself that I had died. <clears throat> oh. As you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it started out with, um, I was at the man cave, which we all know about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, an undisclosed location where we do extra. <laughs> the undisclosed <laughs> location. <laughs> so, uh, at the man cave, um, some people were there and I got my hands on some, uh, not really sure what uh, type of LSD it was. You said this because... like you were in a recording studio with Bob Dylan, <laughs> and you just happened to come across this. Well, it, every time it's kind of unplanned, it just kind of re- presents itself. Um, but when the moment strikes, you got to take it, you know. So uh, someone had it, and I picked it up, uh, popped the tab. You let the paper dissolve in your mouth, uh, either in your cheek, between the gum of your teeth, or you can put it underneath your tongue. <laughs> this is not a tutorial, by the way, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacob's sitting here looking at you so start, admirable. Start taking yeah. notes. You look like this is like beyond scared straight. Yeah. And like oh. Sam's trying to talk you out of it. And you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so I took it. Um, I'm just socializing, going around, you know, I'm doing my own thing. And as it comes up, as you come up after taking it, which is about 30 minutes before you start feeling anything. Uh, colors begin to get really dynamic, and you start getting in the flow of things, if that makes any sense. Uh, have you heard of uh, synesthesia before? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's... Feel and hear colors. Yeah. So you, hmm. you can f- feel colors. You what does can, that mean? You Feeling can, colors. You, know, you can see sounds. Huh. What does that mean? It's crazy. It's like your neuron Some people pathways. actually, just to be clear, some Seeing people sounds. actually have, like it's a neurological thing that some people just have naturally. It's right. Like not what do you mean by that though? Like, in, okay. you see sounds. And what does that you mean? Yeah. If, you, if you listen to music, you can, you, 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 you can gaze at either the night sky or a blank wall right here. And, and see the sound. you can see sure. the sounds like a C note will be a red flash and a B flat will be huh. a, a yellow glow, hmm. that sort of thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. But it's whenever your neuron pathways are <clears throat> crossed in some way that differs from how they normally are set. Hmm. But anyway, whenever you're taking psychedelics, um, every time you take something like um, 5-MO, DMT, or mushrooms, um, 
or yeah, LSD. continue to list all the drugs you take. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can literally rewire your brain uh, in order to learn new things or develop uh, new traits about yourself. Um, some stick, some don't. But anyway, back to LSD. Um, everything begins to become really funny. Uh, colors are awesome. Music is orgasmic uh, in a literal sense and figurative. And um, yeah, I just started uh, going around to people, doing my own thing. And then as hour five came up, uh, it was probably three in the morning. I decided that uh, it was time to go chill out somewhere. So I had a buddy drive me back to his house. And um, it was real early in the morning. Um, we, we were sitting on his couch watching Trailer Park Boys. Just <laughs> <laughs> <This is> Jacob. <laughs> so it was me and my boy Germ. Um, we were sitting on the couch. Jay Herm? Jay Herm. And we were watching Trailer Park Boys, and there was a moment where Ricky was on the television, and this dude's eyes started floating off of his face, and his mouth started floating down to his, his belly. And I got kind of freaked out about it, because I hadn't seen anything visually like this before. So then I look at Jared, and I said, dude, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he said something in reply to my question, but I couldn't understand what anybody was saying anymore. Um, I was. <laughs> you went deaf. <laughs> no, no, no. They were speaking in tongues. I could hear, but the show and what he was saying to me in real life, um, everything sounded like gibberish. It was like <laughs> a new language to me. Like, oh, <laughs> 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 so I took a moment, I looked at him, I took a deep breath and just sort of stare, stared at the floor and was thinking to myself, okay, it's happening. I've gone uh, off the deep end and I will be stuck like this forever or I need to chill the fuck out here real quick. So I could feel my heartbeat uh, beating out of my chest. So I tried again, I looked at him and I said, dude, I'm kind of freaking out right now. And Jared looks at me, and I assume I was saying stuff, um, you know, um, I was speaking clearly. Jared looks at me, and he just kind of shrugs, and then he says, I'm going to go to bed. So he gets in the <laughs> He gets lazy. Yeah. Well, it's like three Sam's in the morning. on the ground. Spread <laughs> out. Uh, pretty sure he had to work the next day. But um, he turned the lights off. I turned off the TV because I wasn't about to watch that shit. <laughs> and I laid on the couch staring at the ceiling in the dark. And I closed my eyes. And um, I felt like I was drifting off into space. <laughs> in my head, um, I was everything was dark. And uh, it's just really hard to explain. I felt like I was drifting off. Um, I could feel my heartbeat slow down, and I was telling myself that I was uh, slowly dying. So then I started to think about my family, 
how I would miss <laughs> what? What just <laughs> happened? <laughs> so it took a dark turn. What is this turn that we just we just took here? I was coming into peace with what <laughs> what I have seen in this life, and I've learned many valuable things. And um, yeah, it was just really hard to explain. Um, there's a part in X Men where uh, Charles Xavier is in <laughs> his. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's in that little room and he puts on that helmet and you can see all the fucking oh really yeah, like the, the mirror room yeah, thing. yeah yeah big globe that he sits in in his little wheelchair um, <laughs> his little <laughs> his little cute wheelchair <laughs> I was in, in my head I was in a room like that and I could see all my life's memories around me like I was in that room and I was just watching I literally went through everything like from when I was little shit I didn't even remember <laughs> To last week, like everything. <laughs> I'm just imagining you just laying on the ground, just like he's got tears coming out of his eyes. It's just a Tuesday night, yeah. like he's fine. But so, um, yeah, it was really emotional for me. But to give some explanation to this, uh, this is what you would call ego death. Um, people talk about it uh, who have taken psychedelics, and it's whenever. Um, what are you doing? Sam's talking here, and you're laughing. What What are you doing? Are you laughing because you said it made him emotion? Because said it made him emotional. What is wrong? He's spazzing out. I'm fine. Continue. It's ego death. <laughs> it's when your ego ceases to um, realize that it's a valuable thing. Uh, people trip on high doses of mushrooms with psilocybin or DMT or LSD in order to experience this intentionally because they feel like it enlightens them um, in a sense. At that time, I did not feel fucking enlightened because I did not. <laughs> you felt like you were dying. I didn't plan for this. You were Professor this. X's TV. <laughs> right. I didn't plan for this, but I came out a new person. And in a way, um, since it kind of... So you're saying it changes you. Yeah. Like yes. doing a psychedelic... Well, psychedelics changes you every time you take them, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just an altered state afterwards. But with this unintentional ego death, it kind of gave me a crash course on dying. And now I'm okay with the subject of death. And... Um, Whenever my time comes, I'll be suited for it. What, do you think you will? What? I'll be suited for death. On the oh, pen. no. <laughs> no. no. Why? I don't know. Maybe I need to do that. Get ready for death. Take some LSD and be able to do You're that. You're just looking for an excuse at this point to just do LSD. You just asked me if I'd be fine if I just died to come to terms with death. <laughs> like, no. What does that have to do with LSD, though? He just said that he took it and it was to come to terms with death. I'm talking about for your case. What? Like... If I did it? I'm confused. I've confused yeah, you myself. Confu I, yeah, you no, confused, you confused me. I didn't confuse you. Me, you confused me. Let me give a little disclaimer here, yeah. though. Um, psychedelics are serious. Yeah. They should not be taken at a young age. Or ever. <laughs> They're illegal. You need to be at a good place in life before you take psychedelics. Um, do not take them whenever you are in a bad place in life, mentally, or you have some shit going on. Chill out. Wait for a good time because you want to celebrate the time that you're alive. Not really fuck up your emotions about it. Um, they are a medicine, but they have to be a well-timed medicine. 
and I fully believe that they can help us enlighten ourselves as individuals and as a people. Um, but uh, be smart about it and don't drive. And that is actually, it's weird that you just said that because our next topic uh -oh. is, is actually about something that is uh, taking a medicine, a psychedelic medicine. or so it, it, you'll, uh, what, you, you'll see it when we come back. Right now we're going to go to an ad. We'll get some ads and we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Get started today by downloading the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Welcome back. Jacob, what? were those some good ads? Why did you sound like ads. I was attacking you? Because you hit me. I, I did this like a friendly jab. Oh, I don't know. But those were some good ads. Yeah, it's Christian. <laughs> now, you've already over, you, you ruined the Overcast sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. All right. There wasn't no sponsorship. They just put our podcast Well, on. now they'll take us off. Oh, no. Not our number one fan. <laughs> So anyway, nice big old fat piece of ads you can get your hands on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that ad. This is anyway, weird. Anyway, so it's funny that you said that at the end of that uh, because this next topic is something that it was pretty interesting to me. Uh, I sometimes will get on YouTube and just go through and watch the Vice videos, like the Vice documentaries, because I think they're pretty well done. Uh, and I mean, they're not like. It it just shows you what you want to see in a documentary. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it does. It it's not all the just talking and stuff like that. And it's not just. It's like their video. Like oh, the video. Like you're actually looking at what it's shown. Yeah. So we were watching an episode about it, and they have like. A, huh? Is that what you want to see in the documentary? What I think he's talking about the unfiltered aspects. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No. We, we thank we, you, Sam. We were talking about nudity. Oh. No. Anyway. Bridge porno. Bridge <laughs> porno. No one wants to see that. Oh no, you squeezed me out of my king. <laughs> Can you call London Bridges Falling Down? No, there's actually a really funny... Uh, if anyone wants to see a funny bridge video, though, there was one on the Colbert Report uh, a couple years ago. Oh, he made oh yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, what, anyway. What the fuck is bridge? <laughs> <laughs> Until then, he's like, now's the time. Uh, anyway, there's a series that's Fuck on you Vice. And your acid. There's a series that's on Vice, and I'm gonna link it in the show notes below because it's a really good series. It's a mini series. So Hamilton? Uh uh. Oh. Huh? All right. What, no. The musical? No, Hamilton's. Pharm I love the musical Hamilton. Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. No, this uh -oh. one is called. It's about a guy who actually lives in Kentucky. He lives in Campbellsville. And it's the Kentucky Ayahuasca Man. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this guy. Yes. <laughs> His name is Steve Hupp. Steve Hupp. And he's a 53-year-old uh, man who uh, at one time was a bank robber. Oh. Now he has a, a, a church set up um, in Meade County to where the main thing is, is that they'll take ayahuasca, which is a mix of, if I'm not mistaken, shrooms and 
or DMT or is it DMT or something? Yes, it's DMT. So it, what it is is that they'll get you into this room and it's like a nice, like quiet, tranquil room, mm-hmm. and they'll give it to you and you can only take small doses because it's like I guess it's pretty pretty powerful. Yeah. So once you take it, they just like lay you down and I guess you just have this. Just do your thing. Overcoming sensation of spiritual, I don't know. It's what is wrong with you? Everyone, Christian looks very upset. It's what Christian needs. Yeah. It's a spiritual purge. <laughs> yeah, What's I, wrong? I had a lot of spiritual purges in my <laughs> early twenties. What's wrong with you? I'm trying to figure out if I should trade Jose Ramirez, Dustin May, for Nixon Zell, Eloy Jimenez. Uh, Corey Kluber and Robinson Cano and my fantasy dine track and my no you need to dynasty fan tracks league fantasy baseball you should pick up Gordon well anyway uh, back to the uh, real topic Hup said that he imports the ayahuasca ingredients and uses (laughs) it sounds like something that you're like you would marry a woman who does this she makes it in a crock pot in their kitchen (laughs) Uh, and they brew it into a quote-unquote brown beverage. Uh, the main psychoactive effect traditionally comes from mixing the vine. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this word. And the shrub, whatever. I'll let you finish that. I'm giving Christian a note. Uh, where are we? Top paragraph. Uh, the main psychoactive... Reading rainbow. <laughs> the main psychoactive effect traditionally comes from mixing the vine. Banisteriopsis. Kayapi and the shrub Psychotria viridis, huh. according yeah. to one study. The more you know. So I guess what this does is that, and I'm not sure what DMT is. I guess it's the same thing as LSD, or is it more powerful? No, DMT is way more powerful. Um, you can smoke it or drink it or inject it, but people do not inject it anymore. They did that during the 70s whenever they were first learning about the drug and were running scientific tests about it. And I have some, like, stats about it, too, here that we'll talk about later. Right. But they were... I don't... I guess... uh, I mean, you said that all these were illegal. So, I mean, how the fuck is this guy getting away with it? It says that there's an attorney in Lexington named Trey Moore, and he's representing the state of a South Carolina resident named Lindsay Marie Poole in a wrongful death suit against another church who does this over her death in 2016. She says that the suit alleges that she died in connection with the substance. So, like, if it's already illegal anyway, and someone died of it, don't you think that they would just, like, wipe this dude's place out too? But I guess I can't, because here's the catch. They can do it because it's a church. Like, it, what it is, it's a Native American church. Oh, well, yeah, there's probably some exemptions. Yeah. But, yeah. like, even then, like, a, a, something like that they can use for, like, a, a religion purpose or, like, a religious purpose. Because if that's the reason, can't they get around, you know, things like anything, I guess, on a <clears throat> Class 1 narco- narcotics list, like marijuana, anything like that, if they say that it's for their religion? Um, I'm not familiar yeah. with the legality not, surrounding uh, exceptions. I know DMT is illegal. You can't. Yeah. Go get it, and it's yeah. illegal to possess. Well, he does. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. I don't know. Well, that. so so it's like <clears throat> if you ever watch like a YouTube video where a bunch of people are smoking pot, or the, maybe they're not smoking pot but they're high. Yeah. you know they smoked pot. You can't go arrest them. Yeah, even though we all know, like, and, and like you know, maybe they're in like Kentucky where it is illegal. You can't go arrest them because <clears throat> you don't have evidence that they were smoking. 
pot. You have evidence of them being high, yeah, but they yeah. could always say, I was just playing it off. Mm-hmm. It was all for entertainment, right? And so that's one of the ways that you get around things like that, because even though you're doing it, you're not doing it in a way that's visible. visible. Um, but for the most part, I'm not entirely familiar with the exceptions, other than knowing that DMT is definitely illegal. I could believe that there's an exemption for something like that. I could believe there's an yeah. exemption. But I don't know for sure. And stuff. Yeah. Any, well, any, anything that's shy of human sacrifice. Yeah. Well, the thing that, that this is saying, or the, the thing that I guess my main question to you guys is, is that apparently ayahuasca, after being studied on, has been able to treat a lot of different things, actually. And it was pretty interesting. I wrote some of them actually here. I'm pretty sure I did, at least. Probably not. Nope, I guess I did not. Anyway, (laughs) it has a lot of uh, benefits. They say that it helps with PTSD, depression, anxiety, things like that. I mean, this this one person here said that he went to the Steve Hope guy's place in 2016, and he had a really bad opioid addiction. And after going to that, he never knitted again. He never took opioids again. Is that what you said, knitted? <laughs> he never knitted again after showing no, up. And there's a writer named Michael Pollan who recently published a book, and it was like detailing the resurgence into research into the benefits of not just I was uh, Ayasaka or whatever I just said, <laughs> but the psychedelic Ayahuasca? the psychedelic substances altogether, suggesting they can help conditions. Here it is with depression, anxiety, uh, accompanying terminal illnesses. So, like, I guess, I mean, would you do it, is basically, is basically what I'm saying. Like, right. uh, would you ever take ayahuasca? Like, if it was legal. In a legal environment, I would be happy to try it once. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say it's the most rancid-tasting stuff they've ever had. Oh, imagine. well, those people clearly haven't had Jacob's cooking. <laughs> Damn. They said that you puke, you have diarrhea, and it's like cleansing it's you. Jacob's cooking. <laughs> in in another way, they say. Um, no, there like a lot of psychedelic drugs and I mean just almost any drugs that mess with your psyche have like varying medicinal purposes. The problem is is it's unclear how I, I don't know off the top of my head, I've done a ton of research on this, but it's unclear how much of it is addictive. Yeah. Which is a big thing with drugs. You don't ever want to be in a situation where... Well, apparently after... Because he's been doing this for some time, uh, it doesn't really have any of the side effects that, that come to addiction. <clears throat> that might be true for this particular person. People also have different personalities. Yeah. They're dealing with addiction. Or Are psychedelics addictive? Not, I don't, not, um, uh, not in Sam? a general sense. No. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that a person can't get addicted. Just because not, they don't have addictive... It's not, like, physically addictive. It's not physically addictive. People yeah. can yeah. have addictive... Like, people can get addicted to things that are not addictive. Right. You can get addicted to a lot of things like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Gambling. Or... Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, so, the other... Other barriers to entry for legalizing things like this include testing has to be accurate because you don't ever want anyone driving when they're doing things like this. Right. That's one of the biggest problems with legalizing marijuana right you now. Can't. Test for is because I can test for marijuana, but I can't tell how long ago you smoked. Yeah. I can just tell if you smoked in the last three days, right? Yeah. You, you don't want anyone getting behind a car whenever they've been taking... And, and, you know, people that are responsible when they take stuff like this, they don't get behind a car anyway. Yeah. People aren't always responsible. People are dumbasses. Like, in general. Yeah. 
I'd much rather, though, I will say this, I'd much rather have a person driving while they've smoked marijuana than driving drunk. Yes, but I would much rather have someone driving drunk than driving when they're on psychedelics. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the reason why I brought that up, too, is because, I mean, it, it seems as if, as if it's helping a lot with mental illnesses and things like that because they actually have one thing that they do with this to where they have you take the ayahuasca and they basically have you go back to where your trauma started if you have PTSD. And then you kind of work on it from there, getting it from the start, and it helps out in the long run. And that's like one of the main benefits. They're actually taking it, and they're trying to test it on soldiers with PTSD to see if it, if it helps them out at all. You have to look at it from the point of psychology, I guess. Um, so when you, take a, when you take a psychedelic... You're surrendering. You're surrendering yourself to what may happen because you're, it's unclear on where the path is going to take you. And if you look um, at the historical ways of therapy, there's exposure therapy, there's hypnotic therapy, um, lots of things that can uh, help relieve um, buried, ex buried um, emotions from your past. So, with taking a psychedelic, you're not sure where it's going to take you, but your thoughts lead you to the point where you can expose yourself to a past memory that you thought that you had forgotten, and it brings everything up to the light, where um, it forces you to deal with everything that you've buried yourself willingly. Mm. So I, that's what I gathered from that video too because if you watch it like I said I'll put the link down in the show notes I don't know if you've watched it it's really good yeah. and it, it's like it's it's pretty I mean given the opportunity if it was legal I'd try it mm. but um, oh, yeah. in a medicine know. sense it's your own personal therapist because it knows you it is you so the ways that you go about um, coming into good terms with what it is you're trying to overcome it's all you so that's what people are finding are is the most helpful quality of it it's not someone else trying to help you it's you um, but other than that it can be hella fun <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how that one is it's all we're all gonna shack up we're gonna go see but you have to think this shit's gotta work if people are gonna pack up and come from one half of the country to some kind of broke tooth convict in a trailer <laughs> in the middle Kentucky, of Kentucky yeah, yeah. Meade County <laughs> to have them change their lives there's gotta be something you know going on with that yeah. So I've always yeah. thought that that the answer to life itself was in Meade County Kentucky and that's where Eden is yeah. <laughs> that's where Eden is that's what uh, Eve picked yeah. she was picking shrooms I Eden was in Missouri <laughs> huh Oh, yes, in Independence, Missouri. Independence, Independence, Missouri. Anyways, we're going to be back. Here's some more ads, and we'll be right back. <laughs> what a terrible transition that was. Jacob, yeah, send us to a transition. Here's some more ads. Enjoy them. Wow, that was even worse. <laughs> Hey, it's Jacob from the Boise's Podcast again. It's been three weeks and I still have not sold this car. Nobody has even contacted me about it. Please, somebody take this car. I need to get rid of it. I need the money. I'll take anything for it at this point. Bring me a bag of Doritos and I'll give you the keys. It has a freaking moonroof and a spoiler. The city's threatening to take me away and I really don't want that. So bring me the Doritos and it's yours. 
Welcome back to the podcast. We're back from those nice ads. Did you like those ads, buddy? Those were good ads. Good. I'm Best glad. Ads. Anyway, we're back here with Sam. Hi. <laughs> Christian's over there, too. The, the boys are enjoying a blue moon. Hey, you guys should toast. Yeah. First guest on the show, we need to have a toast for it. Oh, do you need another one? Yeah, please. Well, Sam's getting more drunk. There goes Christian in a polo and Star Wars pajamas. Anyway. Sucking a beer down. So, Jacob, I wanted to, to also because Sam's here today and you haven't asked him about this yet. Christian knows what the question is, but he doesn't know what to ask. It's probably making him mad. Uh, I I do not know what this question is. What's the question? (laughs) I'm going to let you explain. Tell it from, like, what you told me before. Doing the pajama thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, whenever I was... You know this story. It's the one when that made was, you mad because he wouldn't quit looking it up. When, Just I, was, go ahead. when I was younger... Oh, I have a vivid because memory. it doesn't exist! You don't think it exists? <laughs> no, go ahead and finish it. I have a vivid memory of waking up early in the morning and turning on Nickelodeon. And on it was like some show. It was like an episode of a TV show. And it felt like it was part of like an anthology, not like a scripted TV series that had like an overarching plot. But it was like, there was this girl... And she was, like, at a carnival. And she was the only one there. There wasn't anybody else there. And she was in her pajamas. And she tried to take her pajamas off. And they wouldn't come off. <laughs> and then, whenever she was able to get them off, another set this would appear on her. fucking real. So, I, this is yeah. real. I'm this not joking. This is not why I thought this was Yeah. Wrong, so, like... <laughs> I mean, we were talking about dropping acid. <laughs> yeah. So tell me that this doesn't sound like an acid trip. Twenty something years later, I've been so trying to fucking glows on. Find, <laughs> trying to find out what this was. No, you also said that she bumped into a boy. Oh yeah, there was like another. She finally ran into a person, mm. and this person also happened to have the problem. But he would like it's been going on for him. He was an older person, so he, <laughs> so he taught her how to come to terms with the fact that she can't take her pajamas off, and so like then a, she finally accepted it. It sounds like a goosebump book. <laughs> Kind of. I thought, it was, I thought it might have been like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. But I went through all those Jacob, episodes. I've seen things on Are You Afraid of the Dark, and I can fucking assure you right now that not being able to take your pajamas off is not an I don't know. Of that I, show. I felt like, from what I remember, I felt like the tone was there. Was like a, are you I've heard being stuck in pajamas? It had the same tone. That's not scary, Jacob. Have you seen Are You That's not scary. So it's scarier than being stuck in your goddamn pajamas Some of them had like weird social situations like that. It wasn't more so like... It's a horror. You might as well be watching Degrassi. <laughs> oh, what a great show. Yeah, you don't watch Degrassi. Jimmy Brooks got shot. You mean Drake? <laughs> yeah. I just learned literally three days ago that Drake was on that show. Yeah. Like, what shot. the fuck? Today's the 16th year anniversary of yeah. Degrassi, <laughs> a new generation coming out. What's that one? I only like the one with them in it. No, it's a newer one. Oh, uh, get out of here. I only like, I only like the next generation. That's what I You said the new generation. No, I think you said next generation. No, I like that early next generation then. The Star Trek one? (laughs) No! Captain Picard? Degrassi. Captain Picard, of course. Uh, That would be such a dope crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's Patrick Stewart walking down the hallway. Speaking of dope crossovers, (laughs) do you remember the uh, Jimmy Turner, Jimmy Neutron The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour? Yes! Jimmy Power Hour. The greatest crossover in television history. Do you remember when Tom Huck... Or Tom Hook, Tom, Tom Sawyer was on. Was it Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. yeah. And he, what did he say when he was getting sucked in the book? Shit. Something like, oh, I forgot what it was. I don't know. That was a good episode. Yeah. 
Wow, <laughs> that was real. <laughs> Doug Dimidone with the Dimidone. It's Haglin Hector. What a score. Everybody go shop at Haglin Hector's. Yeah, like that Los, dude uh, needs. Los Cruces, New Mexico. Yeah. That dude needs his, like. He's about to go under. He needs help. <laughs> oh, did I ever tell you guys about the time when I was, like, six and I drank bleach? <laughs> what? Huh? No. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> I guess that makes you the whitest white here. <laughs> Your P- the PJ stories, though. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to figure that one out for 20 years. Oh, yeah, we just glanced over the yeah. fact that I drank bleach at six. Well, that I mean, it's not I the made some thing bleach Yeah. You know, I rolled my ankle once. This is a true-ass story. I rolled my ankle once at East Heights, jumping onto a book like Steve from Blue's Clues. I was trying to be funny, and I <laughs> rolled my Steve from Blue's Clues jumped into the book. Yeah. I was, I was doing that. I said, blue skidoo, and broke my shit. <laughs> Let me tell you what this dumb motherfucker told me the other day. He was taking he me home. at Jacob for those who can't see our yeah. podcast. Yeah, he was taking me home the other day, and for <laughs> some reason, I don't know what he's been doing. He's been taking something, and it's not a psychedelic. It's fucking him up bad. I, I thought it made perfect sense. He Terrible. needs rehab. We were talking about, who was it? Kirk Douglas? Kirk, Kirk Douglas. Oh, yeah. he's dead. Oh, right? Right? And that's how he piece. passed away. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it's just crazy because uh, he was on uh, this year's might die list. <laughs> yeah, he was on the list of people who might die. And I said, oh, you mean like fucking everybody? I mean, everybody has a chance of dying. But some people are more no. likely than others. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Sam's not going to die this year. How do you know that? Because I... Take I, that back. No. Knock on wood. No. Sam. I mean, you know, like, no. at the top, it's like Jerry Stiller at the top of that list. People Jerry, like that. No, okay. Betty White is at the top of that fucking list. Yeah, I mean, Betty good. White's took another good yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah. I feel she eats souls. She should really oh, be on. Number two, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, my God. She's She's got that cousin blood. What? Yeah. You just said Betty White twice. Yeah, they're the same person, basically. <laughs> hey, uh, one out of ten, how hot is the Queen of England? Oh, fucking 11. Yeah. <laughs> For real. So, like, right here is it. In... 1994, she was like a solid eight, and now she's like <laughs> down to maybe a six and a half. She's only gone down that much, <laughs> and she's 94. Well, you understand a... how attractive stacks of money is? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Makes up for a lot of physical. Do you understand physical. that I have had sex with women because of how much money I have, which is not very much? <laughs> so do you know how much money she has? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how much sex she has? <laughs> Pussy, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> sorry to the Queen of England. Yeah, sorry to the Queen of England if you're listening to this podcast. There goes the fucking British sponsorship. We're just offending everybody today. It goes that uh, now you're not going to be a you're not against your knighthood. Ah, uh, no. Why'd you have to run it for me? <laughs> In my defense, I was this close. In my what's, defense, what's you a, were never going to be a knight. What's a British euphemism for having sex? Ah, uh, fucking shag. pussy. A shag? Yeah. I thought it was. No, no, shag. What is that? <laughs> It's, it's. <laughs> well, gonna have to, you have to cut that one out for sure. Can you can you beat that? You should beat that. But yeah. leave in the leave in the what the but, bugger in the muffin. Ooh, that just sounds nasty. <laughs> no, no, shaggy. It sounds like a health code right? violation. It's like <laughs> shaggy. Yeah, crumb in the biscuits. <laughs> good heavens. This is good heavens. <laughs> no, apparently, remember when we called Donnie? Said, "Wow!" 
Anyway. <laughs> now, guys, we're coming to it. It is almost an hour, so we're finally here. It is officially time. Or was it the final topic? It is the final fucking topic. It is the final topic. Yes. That's right, Jacob. Sam's here. the final topic everybody so this past weekend was the academy awards i don't know if anybody watched them i watched it jacob watched it what's the academy awards exactly you didn't know what the grammys were last week either oh you mean the academy awards yeah <laughs> and you i had it on in the background <laughs> oh did you when you were cleaning yeah cleaning <clears throat> anyway cleaning so you don't know parasite had swept the oscars with the most wins the other day and also took home the Best Picture Award, which made it the first one with like a non-English uh, main language to, to win that, which is pretty big. South Korean film. I haven't even seen it. I'm not going to lie. I haven't, but I really yeah. want to. But I'll have to overcome that one-inch tall language barrier that comes on, on the bottom the, of the screen. All the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, look, you know. It looked like it was, it was like a comedy, but like a thriller at the same time. It's kind of like it's a dark comedy. The ending yeah. was weird, from what I've heard. Yeah, there's like a twist ending. He kind of seems like he's a Korean Jordan Peele. That's what I've heard. That's how they've heard That's him describe. Did you yeah. know he made that Snowpiercer movie with Chris yeah. Evans? Really? Yeah, he made Snowpiercer. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't seen that either, but you know. Well, it was pretty interesting because I think that it really did open up a lot of doors for a lot of different directors. It, like, when he got up there and won the Best Director Award, I mean, because he was up against guys like Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, who else was he against? Um, um, fuck, I don't know. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, he was there. His yeah. Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. He was yeah. there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, he, when he went up there, he was, like, shouting all them out, and, like, you know, like, basically, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So, him winning... That award and also saying that to them kind of like makes it come full circle as as in like cinema connects everyone across the globe. And he was talking about like you were saying the one inch barrier of text. Like if if that's what makes the movie like if that's what turns me away from the movie, then I'll probably end up watching it. Subtitles never really bothered me. In fact, I watch things most of the time with subtitles on. Same. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if I had my choice, I would mute J.O. and just listen to him through <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, that's what most people say. Like, Click? Like, I yeah, like, yeah click. like, Click. Click's a good movie. It is a really good movie. Uh, Shout out, uh... <laughs> did, you, did you see Uncut Gems? Uh-uh. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's, man, been, it's, it's on my list. I want to see it. I also want to see The Irishman, because I haven't seen that either. One of the best movies I've, I've legitimately ever seen, uh, City of God. Is hey, that's a good movie, though. It is. It's and it's also, but that's what I mean. Like, I, I think for for certain movies, especially like like this one, it just proves that you know cinema ever since its inception that it's a good inception story. Inception was also a good movie. Inception, yeah, a good story can never be like too daring or personal, or you know, in Parasite's case, I guess wonderfully crazy mm-hmm. to be. Overshadowed by culture and language, yeah. well, and I think that this Academy Awards is the first one that's ever really showed that and, and gave hope to people like Bong Joon Ho. You know, hope as to they can become a director like him. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's it's crazy because in someday we can look out and we can see for every Martin Scorsese there'll be a Bong Joon Ho and 
for every Quentin Tarantino, there'll be a Lulu Wang, all these directors that are very prevalent. Well, even like, uh, couple, was it last year that Shape of Water won? Or no, it was a couple years ago. Like, you know, even... Oh, he, Del Toro? Yeah, he's he's from Mexico. Yeah. Like, I think. And Moonlight. Spain. Yeah, like a... It's, and Moonlight won last year. That's a... Yeah. It's a... Was that last year? It won last year. I think. No, 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 Green no, no, Book. no Green Book. Green Book even Green Book. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. But it's just like, but I, I guess for this one, it's like foreign countries. It's even giving them the spot. Because like, I think for a lot of the time, the Oscars had a weird face where they would only show these like really like the art scene The movies. art scene, the ones that come out in I mean, December. They still do, yeah. they still do art, them. So just yeah. art scene. It, well, it's like, actually kind of. They had Netflix uh, movies that were up for it, though. Yeah, because, yeah. but the, so it things comes are down, changing. It comes down yeah. to several things. Like these, these award shows have always been kind of weird because what's the point of making a movie? Right. For the most part, the point of making a movie is to make money, right? Yeah. That's yeah. why people make movies. They wouldn't make movies. Well, that people, depends on who you ask. I understand, but people yeah. make art and stuff because they enjoy it. Art wouldn't be where it was if people didn't enjoy buying art, right? right? You have to be able to monetize it to a certain degree. And so really, a lot of the huge movie studios make movies because they make money off yeah. of it. So for every, you know, Quentin Tarantino makes sort of artsy movies, right? I mean, he's he's gained a bit of a following from it, but mostly his movies are artsy. Yeah. If you go ask most executives in Hollywood who they would rather work with, um, between like Kevin Feige, the guy who's made like masterminded a lot of Marvel movies, and Quentin Tarantino, they might say Quentin Tarantino. Kevin Feige has made Disney a lot more money than Quentin Tarantino has made mm -hmm. any of his movie developers. Mm -hmm. It's it's tough because like you don't want to just a well, lot of the movies that appear in these Oscars were made artsy on purpose to try and win awards. Would you they use that as the case of why Guardians of the Galaxy brought back their director and didn't find a new one because he had, like, blown up those Guardians of the Galaxy movies to, like, a new height? That, and I think that the this cast and stuff, and the fans really liked him. Yeah, yeah the cast got pretty bad. Yeah, they were, but, I mean, it's just, like, at some point you have to ask yourself, what's the point of making a movie? Yeah. Movies are for the audiences to enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how you know if the audience enjoys it, they pay money to go see it. Right. So these movies that are not performing that well at the box office but are artsy enough and that all the critics think are that good, it really makes you but wonder... in a case against that, they, you could use how you like City of God, which isn't like a huge movie. You know, it's like an indie movie, but... In, in your well, case, I mean, there are good movies that will happen that will not get the, the run... I mean, you have to have a huge marketing department to ever mm -hmm. get the movies really out yeah. there. You have to have... I guess that's what film festivals are for. You've got to have this huge release. I mean... And then, it's not just because it has to have a huge monetary return, but you put Quentin Tarantino's name on it, it's got the publicity it needs. It's still not going to get a huge market return because he makes these like he makes, kind of they're kind of niche movies. They're like a little they're like artistic. They're, they can be a little difficult to understand unless you like his style and his style speaks volumes because I mean the guys the guys known for having a foot fetish mm -hmm. and sp saying uh, stuff in his movies that are really ballsy mm -hmm. like. Uh, the N word with the hard R and that yeah. sort of thing, um, but his style speaks volumes to so many that they keep coming back. And so do the actors yeah. that you know, work with him. I think, yeah, yeah. So that speaks something. And speaking of which, he's only got like what one or two more one movie left. Didn't he say he's only gonna make ten? Yeah, he's only gonna make ten. And he's, he's made eight or nine. So he's got one more movie. Yeah, he's this, made nine. Uh, so this will be his nine. Left. Yeah. Um, but Quentin Tarantino's like sort of what I would use as the example of the artistic director who's got as monetized as you could as an artistic director. Well, he's making, right. his movies make $200, $300 million on a $15 million budget. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah. No, like look at the Coen like Brothers. It's the same way. Very artsy films that are really mm-hmm. good. The Marvel yeah. movies, the new Star Wars, making like one point five billion. Mm-hmm. You know? And like Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. He's coming out thing. with the French, uh, the French Dispatch. It'll be like a fifteen million dollar budget. You know. He uh, he makes. I think it's Wes Anderson. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. No, I'm thinking about Paul Thomas. Paul Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. That guy, he's artsy as fuck. Yeah. But Daniel Day Lewis, one of the best actors that we've ever mm-hmm. has okay. ever graced the screen, only works with him mainly. Yeah. Just because. And look at how many Academy Awards he's got. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the point I'm I'm going with. Like, not to just completely disagree with with what's being said, but like, what do the Academy Awards mean? They mean that a bunch of critics who are people that maybe think too much of themselves thought your movie was artsy and cool. It's a popularity club. I know. So, yeah. And, and, it, and, and it's sort and of... And that's what sucks it. about the film festivals, though, too, is because film festivals were were used originally to promote, you know, these indie these indie films that aren't going to really get that much recognition, so let's try to help these directors as much as we can. But now, you know, even like Sundance, everything, it's just being overtaken by these big theatrical movies that are going to go on from Sundance to the movies... And gain like millions upon millions of dollars in the box office, while the other people who are trying to work themselves up, who are making great movies, are still held down. It's it's tough. I I, I kind of disagree with like the way the Oscars are, are ran. Oh yeah. I mean, not I think only, a lot not of people only is would. it a popularity contest among people who are like think too highly of themselves, which is obviously a generalization and not true. So a lot of the everyone. a lot of the voters don't even watch the movies. Well, but mm. a lot of it comes from the. The company or the uh, production companies want to be like, we made a movie that won an Oscar, so they pump all this money yeah. into the Oscar. They have Oscar budgets. They have budgets to yeah. help them win Oscars. Yeah, like it's insane, what right? It like, like when when Shakespeare and Love beat Saving Private Ryan. Because <laughs> <laughs> they spent so much money. They spent so much money on trying to make sure it won an Oscar. Like, you, you sacrifice some quality of the movie just because you wanted to say it won an Oscar so the film can be like, Oscar-winning yeah, film, Oscar-winning, Oscar-winning director. I mean, look at all these films that should have been uh, Oscars, like Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Yeah. You know, or, Matthew McConaughey did a great job on that movie. Oh, what's that other one? Me, me you, and Dupree. You, me, and Dupree. <laughs> That's something about Mary. There's something about Mary. <laughs> with Owen Wilson. Yeah, with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Anything with Owen Where's Owen Wilson's Oscars? Wow. Um, Talladega Nights. Wow. Talladega wow. Nights should have got nominated Sam, for Sam, get real closer to the mic and do your best Owen Wilson impression. Wow, guys. Wow. <laughs> that was still so quiet. <laughs> I don't even know if they heard it. <laughs> well, well, guys. What? Oh, did you have another I, statement? Yeah, Do you have an there was on one time that the Oscars were correct, <laughs> and that's when they awarded Best Picture in two thousand three to the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Return of the King. <laughs> I mean, that's a good mix of good and that was see, but that that it, it is. It's actually kind of funny because that was it had a huge box office return relative to most. I mean, it, I'm sh- sure it has one of the largest box office returns adjusted for inflation ever of a something that's won Best Picture on. Oh, for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or something that's won Best Picture. I was going to say, I don't know. But no, 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 not in general, but it's something that's won Best Picture for the Oscars. It has to have one of the highest adjusted, inflation-adjusted mm-hmm. box office returns. Probably. Um, mm-hmm. But that was mostly a joke because I actually enjoy the Lord of the Rings films, but... Well, I think that's a good example. Uh, yeah, but it did. It was, it was a big movie. Okay, mainstream, popular movie. It was a big movie. Peter Jackson's a great director also, by the way. I know yeah. him. Just the trilogy, oh, yeah? though. The no. Hobbit? <laughs> it was okay. Uh, it was okay. No, no. I mean, you, so you have to enjoy it 
you, you can't get too, like, going back to what, you can't, like, always look at movies through this artistic lens. It doesn't mm. always have to be an artistic masterpiece to enjoy. Right. You can enjoy the story. It can have its flaws and still be a good movie. It mm. doesn't always have to be, like, some deep, like, cinematic journey every time you watch well, a movie. No, it doesn't have to be about that, but I think that um, practical effects and CGI, yeah. one is uh, very more, what's the word, valuable in the amount of work that goes into it and uh, comes off uh, really valuable to the viewer, um, that being practical effects. And... You go from a trilogy of outstanding movies um, to a trilogy of the prequel, and it's more comical, you know? Yeah. Well, it wasn't... I mean, but have you read the books? I, I did read half The Hobbit. Okay, so The Hobbit, like, the book The Hobbit is a mm-hmm. much more lighthearted right. for mm-hmm. story than the Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. the Lord of, Lord of the Rings is, like, it's a bit heavy if mm-hmm. you get into it. It's it's easy to get bogged down. The Hobbit's supposed to be a bit more... It's like War and Peace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Tolstoy basically wrote Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true for those keeping track at home. Tolstoy did not write Lord of the Rings. You know it's a good book? Forrest Gump. I was going to say uh, the, the trilogy, uh, the first book, You, the second book is uh, Me, and the last one is uh, Dupree. And Dennis Hoffman? <laughs> huh? Dennis Hoffman? Dennis Hopper. No, but uh, Kirk Douglas is dead. Hey, <laughs> that's a good one in on, guys. American Gods. American I actually want to read that. that it's really really fucking good. I just got done with yeah. it. You guys can but, join um, Sam on Sam's Book Club. Yes. <laughs> Replacing Donnie. Yeah. But uh, uh, this, club, this so. brings us to the big announcement that we were waiting for. Um, the four of us are going to make a movie. Is it Asshole? Alan is going to be our writer. Jacob is going to be our go-get-our-drink guy. And, uh, <laughs> that's the most anyone's ever done. Christian do. will be the director, and the oh, subject the subject of our movie is going to be uh, Mr. Donnie Rutledge. So this <laughs> is going to be life. the story of Donnie. How can one man eat so many dimes and still be alive? <laughs> Find out next week when he's back. Sam, thank you so yes. much for joining us. Thank you, guys. This has been cool. It's been cool, yeah. I like fun. having a guest. So, I mean, I guess this is where we end off. Yeah, send us out, Christian. I mean, if you, guys wanna, if you guys want to keep up with us, we have four more videos because this is the fifth episode of The Boise's Fight. Number five. Number five. We're it's at a big one milestone. full hand. One full hand. One I mean, it depends. Huh? Are we talking Jim Abbott's hand? Oh, oh come, come on, on, dude. Everyone Google Jim Abbott. <laughs> he threw a no-hitter. If you guys Speaking said, of no-hitters. If you guys set a picture of Jim Abbott in your fridge... For your parents or your family to find, send it to me, and I'll put it on our Instagram page. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, Sam, where can these people find you if they want to find you on social media? There you go. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at at I forget my name uh, at Sam S A M Phillips P H I L L I P S digits six two six. So wait, 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 wait
digits. Digits is No, 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 no. There is no word digits. At so, Sam Phillips 626. Yes, sir. Starting over <laughs> at Sam Phillips 626. Phillips with two L's. It'll be in the show notes, everybody. Make sure you guys listen. Next week, we'll be back with Donnie. Sam will be returning pretty soon. I like having Sam yeah, here. Was, was Sam, like, Sam liked being here. And Sam will be back, It is especially when we all go to that guy's trailer in Mead County yeah. and try ayahuasca. So until next time, everybody, follow me on Instagram at Alan Evans. Follow us on it, blah, blah, follow us on Instagram at the Boise's Podcast. You can follow Donnie. I'm not even going to try to remember his name. It's in the show notes <laughs> down below. And you guys can reach out to connect with Christian and see how to be in that movie that he's making. On Christian Mingle. On, oh, okay, yeah, Whoa. Christian Mingle. Farmersonly.com. Until next time, you guys. I'm Alan. I'm Jacob. I'm Christian. I'm Sam. And this has been the Boise's Podcast. Goodbye.